Hey guys, I am Samantha Wynn and I play Chambers in Netflix's Army of the Dead and I'm here hanging in the cave. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal! You're my boy, Blue! You're A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah! TV. Nice! Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Samantha, welcome to the cave. Thank you, and thank you for having me here. Uh, exciting time for you, huh? Oh, God, yeah. My mind has just been blown by the last, I would say month, but kind of last year with, with the Zack Snyder's Justice right. League. I, so can't wait, I know. I can't wait till we dive right into that. Uh, but before we uh, talk about the movie and your projects, uh, everybody has like a, a story, right? And you're, you're a storyteller, you know, you have a journey. Like, I want to know, like, how you got here today. Oh, gosh. Well, I guess the most uh, important part of my story is that in the story of the tortoise and the hare, I am the tortoise. And so (laughs) maybe people are just kind of starting to see things I've been in now. But uh, I started martial arts when I was four and I've always known I wanted to do acting. And so from toy commercials to print modeling to stunt work to small uh, parts here and there, uh, it was very much a slow journey with baby steps along the way. And eventually I, I got this amazing role in Army of the Dead. And now I feel like it's a, a whole new world. <laughs> um, you started martial arts at four years old? I did. My mom was wow. actually a black belt in jujitsu. So okay. just by rules of being born, I had to go into jujitsu yeah. okay. along with my brothers. Do you still keep active with that now? Uh, no, I changed to Wushu, which is a performance martial art, when I was around 11 or 12. Uh, so my knowledge in jiu-jitsu is very much from my childhood, and it okay. was important for work ethic and yeah. developing a, an enjoyment of physical activity. But if someone were to throw down with me on the street and, and roll with me, <laughs> I would have no confidence in myself. <laughs> oh. So uh, what was that, the new martial arts that you, uh, that you did at Wushan, you said? You uh, competed in that, I saw. Yeah, Wushu is a Wushu. Chinese martial arts, and the person most known for it would probably be Jet Li. It's the style that he performs in his films, and yeah. that's very much the inspiration for me starting out as well. But uh, yeah, that was a huge part of my life and my probably development as a human being, and mm. uh, I did get to compete, and I just kind of took it as far as I could go, and after Olympics, it's when I got my button gear to refocus back on the film industry and my goals. Uh, Yeah. So uh, I saw that you also did the stunt work also. Is that how you first got into the acting world by doing the stunts or like, what was your goal at first stunts or did you like, eventually you knew you wanted to act? I did always know I wanted to act. And even before I got into stunts, like, like eight, nine, 10, I was doing like toy commercials as a child. Okay. And auditioning for movies and TV shows and doing print modeling. Like I was one of those kids in the Sears catalog. Yeah. Like that. So I was, I was making efforts for acting far before stunts was even on the radar. Wow. Um, but then once the opportunity for stunts did come up, you know, coming from Barrie, Ontario, Canada, I was like, what? A big movie and like big directors. It, and it seemed 
very much like mm. a huge step in the right direction. So wow. uh, stunts was a natural progression, just coming from my small town, that kind of opportunity was mind blowing. And then from there it was, um, yeah, learning, getting set experience and trying on as many different hats as I could. And then yeah. slowly falling back into my acting roots. Wow. Now, while you were doing all this, were you taking acting lessons at the same time too? I was, I was, I, I mean, I even did acting lessons as a child and I try yeah. to keep up with it because yeah. I, I like to stay sharp in my craft and it does feel like a muscle, just like yeah. if I were doing martial arts. And I, I try to adapt that same mindset that uh, a muscle will get weaker if you're not using it. So it makes right. sense for acting as well. And it's fun. I enjoy it. Now, in, in the like in the acting world, is there somebody that you look up to that you kind of like try to model yourself after or, or even just study just to get better with your craft? If I were to say one specific person, no, because I think right. there are a lot of different things about different careers that I admire. Yeah. Uh, with my specific background, I've always looked up to Zoe Bell and the way that she was able to break mm. barriers and work with Quentin Tarantino and really transform herself from a, a full-on stunt woman and stunt double to the amazing actress that she is. So in that regard, I so look look up to Zoe Bell. Um, getting to work closely with Eva Green and watching her performance and her, her character work was a treasure. So I, I very much look up to her. I've also gotten to work with Jenna Malone and her spirit and the oh. fun and liveliness that she brings and the way she treats people and the way she is as a human being, I look up to. So yeah, I, I try to, I don't think any one person is, yeah. is so perfect, but I think everyone has some really amazing qualities about them. So I try to, I try to uh, find those and, right. and learn those for myself if possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So like before we like, right before we jump up on the army of the dead, I noticed that while I was doing research on it. You've worked with Snyder before also. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that and how did you get involved with this film after? Well, the, I think Army of the Dead was actually my seventh project with with Zach. Wow. Yeah. So it, it has been a, a long journey and each each project has been, you know, a slightly bigger opportunity when it comes to transitioning into acting. So it was very much a a a slow, amazing journey where I got to learn along the way. Uh, I got started with them because I was 17 years old and Damon Caro, who was his stunt coordinator on Sucker Punch, uh, was looking for stunt doubles and um, had found me and started communicating with myself and my parents. Uh, and then from there, I got hired onto Sucker Punch, which is where I met Zach. So it was through through Damon Caro and his his keen eye on all the uh, upcoming martial artists at the time. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I got some stunt questions for you for this role. Like, actually, did Zach let you do your own stunts in this movie? He did, and That's I awesome. was so excited. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure how it was going to go because of liability reasons. Right. The actress jump through a window doesn't sound like a good idea for insurance reasons, but <laughs> but they. <laughs> Damon is amazing and he he used a kind of sugar glass instead of tempered glass, which okay. is far less likely to cut. It's like a technical thing of when you go through the shards, it it, it, it splinters into tiny pieces and will if you step mm. on it, it becomes powder as opposed to giant 
chunks and shards of tempered glass that could fall down and cut you. So it was extremely safe and everyone had perfect confidence in it. And so they let me jump through and it was the mm. time of my life. That's awesome. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, this movie opened up in the movie theaters first and a week later it was on Netflix. How, like, how do you feel about that? Did you wish it stayed at the movie theaters for weeks before it hit Netflix? What was your feelings on that? Luckily, the expectation was that we all went into it knowing that it was a Netflix film and there wasn't a lot of precedence set for Netflix films going to theaters. So it was actually a really lovely surprise that we even got to go to theaters. It wasn't it wasn't the original plan or what had been communicated. So uh, it ended up being a far more grand and unexpected experience than um, than, than I could have hoped for, really. And then to see billboards and all of the marketing right. they've been doing, I've just never seen that before for Netflix projects. So everything is kind of new and exciting and surpassed anything that I, I would have thought. Did you get a chance to see it on a big screen? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I, I think I saw it on opening night with Anna, who plays Cruz. And we went to the the Chinese theater in Los Angeles, which is an iconic theater. Yeah. And sat there and got to watch it. And I mean, Anna's an amazing actress, and I'm sure she's gotten to do that several times for her films. But for me, it was the first where I got to see myself in that that scale of role and that scale mm-hmm. of project, truly on the big screen. So uh, you play Chambers. Uh, did you not? Was this an audition or was this actually like a phone call from Snyder saying, hey, I have a part for you? Like, tell us the process with that. Well, I knew it existed from the announcements that was made to the rest of the world. So I kind of found out with everyone okay. else. Uh, and I saw the casting breakdown for the characters and the synopsis of the story. And I got so excited but my phone wasn't ringing. <laughs> I knew that pre-production had started, but I wasn't hearing anything. So I was like, oh my God, if this passes by and I didn't even attempt to be a part of it, I might really regret this. So um, it was actually a new, a new life experience for me because I had a lot of fear that if I had asked to audition or asked if there was any way I could be a part of it, then I would come across as ungrateful or someone would think I was entitled or all of the things we tell ourselves when we're scared to go after what our, our dreams or go after um, what it is we, we want from something. Um, And so it took a lot of friends convincing me that no, you believe in who you, who you are as a person. If you are, are genuine about the way that you feel about it, just trust that that is what comes across to other people. Stop being scared of what they're going to think of you. If you know you're not that anyways, what does it matter? So mm-hmm. I, I actually texted Zach and I asked if I could audition for the project. Um, and I asked if I could audition for one of the, the characters with real dialogue as opposed to the stunt double, which is you know how I've worked with him many times in the past. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a new thing for me where I, I had to work up the courage to kind of go after it myself. And the moment I did, he was happy to have me audition, of course. And all of those fears and worries were pointless. And they were just walls that I had put up for myself that didn't actually oh. exist. So how do you prepare for a role like this after you knew you got it? You know, like, did you even get a, like a little description of what Chambers is all about? Did you have any like input on how to play this character? Uh, yeah, well... 
in a casting breakdown, there's like a small description of what the character is. But once I was cast and I got to meet with Stephanie Porter, the costume designer and the hair and makeup department, uh, that's when the real crafting started. And it was my first time getting to be a part of that process. So it was a collaboration in that we tried on these clothes, what felt good for my idea of the character, for say Stephanie's idea of the character, um, what what was going to complement the looks of all of the other characters to create, you know, a well-rounded true yeah. ensemble. Um, so that was the process getting to work with each each department head. And then of course the performance side with Zach when we, once we got to camera. You mentioned the wardrobe, like how much input did you have with the, your iconic, kind of like your red bandana. Did you have like a choice of what color it was going to be or, or is this, nope. that's what was given to you? Stephanie is, is amazing. And I, I tried on a lot of things, but for the most yeah. part, costumes were her and Zach's collaboration. And I, I'm sure um, Debbie Snyder and Wes as well, but it was, you know, mostly above me when it came to the wardrobe, but the bandana was something where it was a red bandana and it was already decided to be a part of the wardrobe, yeah. but it was going to be tied on top. Huh. And on the day that we were going to go to camera, when I was getting ready, I just, I just uh, consulted and we ended up putting it across the forehead because it felt just more right for what the character was feeling like and what the rest of the wardrobe looked like. But it wasn't planned that way. It was something that I, I wanted to do. And so that was my only contribution probably. Yeah. Plus, you're, just, plus you're battling zombies. You have to look, you have to put it on. <laughs> like right? That. It has a functional purpose when you're sweating. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you like, how was it, did you find it easy connecting with the character? Any difficulties? Hmm, that is a good question. I think it wasn't easy for me in the beginning, I think because so much of the experience was new that I had a lot of second guessing myself. But once we started shooting, and I, I feel like this is probably the case with most actors, once you start shooting and you're interacting with the other characters, you kind of find your place in the team. Um, so I wasn't 100% on what was going on when we started. I had an idea, but things change once you start interacting with other people. And maybe you aren't getting the same kind of reaction or the same um, grounding that you had planned. And it's something totally different, but it works. And so you lean into that. And I think that's what ended up happening with, happening with me. I had more of an idea of an uh, influencer closer to Guzman's character more yeah. in that world but with my background and the fight sequence coming up right. and the bandana and the combat boots it felt just a bit different than that mm. and um, I, I I just rolled with it and I am hoping it worked it seems it's I think it did I think it did uh, what did you uh, what did you love the most about this character I loved her, her, I, I don't know if I can say shit, but her like no bullshit attitude yeah. and her resilience. I, once I learned the fight choreography, I, I loved so much what it said about the character. Yes, I love fight choreography in general. And so it's always fun for me mm. to on that. The sheer length of it and how long she goes 
and how many obstacles she encounters along the way in that and how she just pushes through. I admired so much and it's something that I felt so excited to be able to bring to the character because it's, uh, I respect the character and I felt like it was going to garner respect from the audience and the other um, cast members. And it was just something that people enjoy watching. I think it's a satisfying feeling when someone is able to uh, overcome obstacles again and again and again. So that, that was my favorite part of it. Uh, tell us about like the vibe on set and like, uh, where, was this filmed in Vegas? No, it was filmed okay. in the back lot of Netflix studios in okay. Albuquerque and then casino stuff in Atlantic City. All right. Cause, oh, yeah, because I was like look, trying to like look at the back sets and everything. And it was like, so um, was was this also filmed like did if were you guys done filming before the pandemic started or did you, did you have to continue through the pandemic for a little bit? Uh, we completely wrapped before the pandemic. So wow. by I think it was end of October, we were already finished. Yeah. which made it even crazier once we got to finally watch the screener for the final movie okay. and we see, you know, the temperature guns at the foreheads and references to quarantine. We're like, whoa, this is trippy because those are words thrown around every day right now in the middle of a global pandemic or at the tail end, hopefully of a global hopefully. pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, at the time, no one spoke about those things. They were so far away from our reality. So it, uh, it's a, a weird thing when life imitates art and vice versa. Um, so in the movie, like, uh, what would you say is like your favorite scene that you were in? I think the scene, no, it's probably the fight scene. I as a feeling the scene on the bus, I love how that felt. I loved how it introduced kind of the personality of my character where I, I'm shutting down uh, Martin's character on the bus. That was a, a fun thing to to do with the cast. It was just like a, a fun environment where we were, we all got to play. So that that was a lot of fun, but nothing can really top fight scene day. There's just so much adrenaline, so many technical notes that presented a real like challenge for me. And I love challenges, it's fun. So um, that was that was a magical day where I felt like it was five or six people having to sync up and coordinate like they'd never done before in order to accomplish what we did. And so I, I just feel proud of that. Uh, when the film was released, what was the, like the feedback you got from like family and friends after seeing the movie? Uh, it has been very positive. People have been enjoying uh the, specifically the moment where I come crashing through the window where everyone kind of thinks I'm a goner and then, <laughs> and then it continues and people uh, I've been hearing that uh, family members and friends have been jumping out of their seats at that moment because they it was unexpected it's an unexpected triumph that feels really good and so that's how it felt for me on the day and I'm really happy that it translated for, for everyone watching too. You mentioned all these stunts and you jump into the window and everything, you know, like, or even like your fight scenes. Like, how does that like, what's that feeling inside of you when you're doing all that? It is for me, and I'm sure it's different for everyone, but for me, and it's an extremely internal process. If I know I'm going to have to do something that requires uh, precision and accuracy mm -hmm. and concentration I feel like I almost fall back into the mode of what I was like when I was competing because it's so much about you being able to focus yourself and your mind that um, 
I'll, you'll find me staring at whatever the target is, whether it's the place on the window that I know I need to hit and just checking in with my body about how hard I need to push through in order to mm. land on my mark, um, what I need to be aware of, other people's bodies and limbs getting in the way or me getting in the way of them and that potentially being dangerous. There's just so many factors to think about that um, it's a very uh, concentrated moment. Every performer I feel like then goes tunnel vision and they're not looking at anything. They're just thinking about everything that they need to remember or else severe consequences. Did you have a scene that you were filming that, you know, I don't know if it was like a stunt scene or a fight scene where like you had to keep doing it over and over till the, till they got it right. Did you feel like mentally exhausted from a certain scene in the movie? I felt like everything really did go at quite a nice pace. Uh, but there was one section of the choreography where I just kept forgetting one important thing. And so we had to do that a few times, maybe like five or six times as opposed to just a couple, because we we really had to move at a fast pace. We filmed the whole fight scene in one day. Wow. So that was uh, that we had to move quick. But I kept us on one shot longer than I should have, because there's a part where I stab a zombie and I'm pushing him and I'm doing other things. And then I push him away and leave the knife in him and go to draw either a magazine or my other gun, I don't remember. But the reality is that when I'm stabbing the zombie, I'm not actually stabbing anyone. So the knife doesn't get stuck. It's just a handle and I have to remember to let it go. It's not like zombie leaving will take it away for me. So I kept doing it and I kept holding on to that handle. I'm sorry, we're in LA. That's, that's okay. We're gonna hear sirens every 30 minutes. <laughs> but uh, I kept holding on to that handle. So when I'd go to draw my gun, there was already something in my hand. And at that point, it looks weird to drop the knife from a technical standpoint. You just, you leave it, leave it there. But uh, yeah, I just kept forgetting. And Damon Carl, the second unit director, before we'd start the take, he'd be like, Sam, what do we want to remember? And I'm like, <laughs> have fun. And he's like, no, drop the knife. And I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, so the viewers and the listeners can see the movie on Netflix. Uh, any other projects that you got coming out or you've worked on after you've finished this that you can tell us about? Uh, upcoming, not that I can talk about, but I did just release uh, my short film that I co-wrote and co-produced. It's called Unwelcome. It's just been released on YouTube and Vero, and it's a, a thriller with an exciting twist. It's 11 minutes long. I, I am proud of it, and it's a, it's a good message presented, I think, in an enjoyable way to receive it and watch it. Um, Is this under your channel that the viewers and listeners can find it? Um, I don't have my own YouTube channel, but uh, if you search unwelcome and my name, it should come up. That's awesome. Uh, lastly, Samantha, how can the viewers and listeners find you on social media? Um, you can find me on almost all of them. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Vero is one that I, I quite enjoy. Um, yeah, I'd love to, to post silly things as well. So if you go to my page, you know, expect a couple weird pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Samantha, this was great. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I had a blast.
That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.